Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the great wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have traveled deeper into the mines. Butthole read up on the history of Overseer Gulper. Quinny received orders to do good and help Reginald do good. And Echo threatened Reginald if he turned coward again. What will happen now that they appear to have awoken buttholes and... Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. A big giant head has just accused you of being Archibald Tingler, uh, a name that strikes uh, fear and and loathing into uh, Butthole and Reginald's hearts. And I think like general frustration into Quinny's just having had to put up with Tingler upon Tingler upon Tingler, <laughs> hashtag Tingler problems. It's goddamn family, man. Yeah. Um, and probably just like questions to Juniper's heart because Juniper likes to solve mysteries. Um, I mean, Juniper definitely does not like Archibald well, Tingler. But right Echo, now it's Echo. So how Echo does Echo didn't feel about him at all? So. <laughs> Echo's fine. Echo's like, Echo, yeah. Is it a problem a knife can solve? Um, <laughs> she is unfazed. Yeah, so uh, as you recall, uh, Quinny, you are up in uh, the sort of uh, overseer's office um, that is just decked out hardcore in like an excessive amount of um, vintage uh, Akkad gear, um, reading a, a spooky scroll. Um, meanwhile, uh, down in uh, about like general kind of mine operations, and you managed to figure out that... Um, they were specifically looking at uh, how much material they needed to mine uh, to make an excessive amount of armor suits. Uh, meanwhile, um, butthold Reginald, butthold Jesus Christ, butthole Reginald and uh, <laughs> Echo, you had uh, you were approaching going along the, the the floor of the massive chasm uh, on your way across with with uh, of course Doc Huckleberry kind of limping along with you and Goblin Junior. Um, you're crossing the the many many tracks uh, beneath the uh, giant adamantine um, meteor that had been meteorite rather that had been uh, carved up a little bit like a <laughs> like a shawarma like they're just like one of those big like uh, yeah. sort of meat stacks where you're just carving bits <laughs> off the sides um, and uh, is it rotating like what's going on? <laughs> yeah it's just a spit through there's tomatoes on top to keep it fresh. Um, <laughs> Someone's yeah, cousin's doing a great job of cooking it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get the tahini sauce. Three, I'll punch that guy up. Um, oh, now I'm craving shawarma. Yeah, I had one yesterday. That's what I'm thinking about. It's very good. Um, now I'm craving adamantine armor. <laughs> oh, man, I had one yesterday. It was really good. <laughs> the Uber Eats delivery feast on adamantine armor, though. Not great. Um, so, uh, yeah, you, um, you were approaching it and you saw a little shrine. Oh, uh, Uber Feats. That's the term for uh, ordering things for D&D. Anyways. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, right. uh, patent pending. F-E-A-T-S, right? Yeah, F-E-A-T-S. Uber Feats yeah. is another service that <laughs> we don't need to get involved with on this channel. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, they're both very profitable, but for vastly different reasons. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, advertise one, sure but the other gets to be in, in the, the show. Audiences or the sure, yeah, I mean, never that. mind. It's a vast tapestry. Um, <laughs> speaking of tapestries, you found two uh, hanging uh, on either side of the small shrine um, that had been set up underneath uh, the the giant uh, meteorite, and you also had uh, a a small kind of like throne situation set up with a bunch of carpets um, nearby. Uh, upon picking up the the bone covered book um, that had been bound in bone, meow. Um, you discovered that it was a, a history of the cult of Aka as, uh, written by, uh, Blood Worthington Tingler area. Um, what? who listed, uh, listed herself as, uh, the architect of Aka, uh, and war mistress. Uh, so that's as far as you got butthole before, uh, the meteorite started talking to you yeah, as and- a, a giant face kind of rippled across its surface uh, and and uh, yelled at you. Butthole is just going to turn to Reginald and whisper and just say, I'm so sorry, but I need to know what the hell is going on. And he's just going to hold the bone book out to Reginald. <laughs> Reginald's going to go, oh. <laughs> he's going to take it and then activate Grim Psychometry. Cool. You know what happens before that? Initiative. <laughs> oh. What? 
Initiative Me- for a conversation, right? A little tête-à-tête, <laughs> yeah. that's all? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what D&D's known for with initiative. We're just, just, we're just in the marketplace of ideas here, right? Ooh, 21! <laughs> well, hot damn, Echo. That's pretty good. I am also at 21. Aw. Do we need to... We need to I think uh, you win. You have plus three initiative. Well, we do that Kareem also isn't it. there right now. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to keep oh. you in order, but it's not as though you're acting uh, immediately. Okay. Butthole and Reginald both got nine. Incredible. They're trading the book. <laughs> um, okay, great. Uh, gets nine and... So who goes first in that tie then? Butthole. Okay. Because he's That's got plus one. Reginald's surprising plus to me, but okay. All right. So I'm, I'm just going to make you 10 then. Um, okay. Cool. Um, Butthole is a hair more dexterous than Reginald. Just a hair. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to count your book business as a surprise round, um, I think. Nah, am I, though? Nah. No, no, only I'm you not. know. Yep, yeah, that's true. This, this is Tom debating with himself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> as though I'm playing two NPCs talking to each other, as you guys have forced <laughs> me to do several times. Um, okay, yeah. Um, no, we're not going to count that as a surprise round. We're just going to go right into it. Um, if your NPCs so... didn't want to talk to each other, I don't know why they're in the same room. <laughs> Because you just fucking collect them rather than saying goodbye at an appropriate time. Like, Welcome to the family. I'm making you my Castilian. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, great. Ooh, I got to write that down. Castilian. That's going to be a God job. damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, um, sentient adamantine. You want a job? <laughs> hey, face in the moon or whatever the fuck's going on. <laughs> Love, love that for us. Yeah. yeah, why not? Just keep. Do you think uh, it'll fit in my tummy bag? <laughs> no, nothing. Anon's gonna love more than you guys dragging a fucking moon in and be like, "Find room, new friend." Yeah. Um, yeah. So this know, is the Castilian. I don't know what that job is, but it came to me in a dream. Anon's like, "It's my job. It's literally my okay." Uh, oh, okay. Well, then they can just guard the castle. So I don't know. Plug the gate with them. Yeah. <laughs> that this is the deputy Castilian. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to push him up against the gate when it's locked. Otherwise, we open the castle when we move the Castilian. And, and, if any of the kids come to bother the face, it can tell them riddles. <laughs> That's how I get rid of kids that bother me, is riddles. <laughs> Works out yeah, but time. in an era without television, riddles are, riddles are little Sheldon or whatever the fuck that's <laughs> I figured I figured those would be stage plays, and it's young Sheldon. <laughs> not, no, not, it's not little well. Sheldon in my head now. It's just like small uh, me, Sheldon. Mars is running around me like, well, hi. I'm not very big. Yeah, l- l- little Sheldon and Malcolm yeah. slightly off center. Bazinki. Bazinki. <laughs> it's a little itsy bitsy one. Yeah, itsy bitsy Sheldon. Yeah, bazinglet. <laughs> Singlet. Oh, okay. All right. Um, top of the round is is Quinny. Uh, Quinny, you are um, up the room. You're. I think you've you, you've been reading this this document. Um, yeah. You hear certainly um, the uh, the 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 face begin to speak. Um, looking out, kind of through the the overseer's window. Um, again, it's like the uh, the meteorite itself uh, has rippled. Um, it's very much like a, a T-1000 liquid metal or uh, the secret life of Alex Mack for like the eight people who are going to get that reference. Uh, okay, shit. Well, two of them are in the room. So, all right. Congrats to the six others of you. Nailed it. Um, so it's that kind of vibe where it's just like very much like bad CGI from the 90s sure, uh, or yeah. incredible CGI in the case of Terminator 2 for its time. But um uh, and very much like staring like Moon from Mask of Majora at um, at uh, Buckle ah. and Reginald, um, and and speaking oh, to. Oh, I them. was picturing it as like a nice like little face. We're talking like nod. Oh, it's, okay. It's not a pleasant. It's, oh. it's it's like very much the patrician features of the Tingler family, um, mm. but like okay. as a giant rippling metal face uh, in a place it shouldn't be. So yeah, not not. Sorry, whatever cute image you had. It's not like a fucking uh, Katamari. What is it? Katamari. Ah, Katamari Damasi. That's the one. Thanks, bud. Uh, it's not like a nice little smiley rolling ball. It's just like an evil, horrible monster face um, of a cruel patrician 
So gotcha. what do you do, Queenie? Well, it sounds like the two brothers over there uh, have its attention. So I guess I will try at the sound of a voice coming from this fucking space rock uh, and a face shimmering through the metal and looking over that way. I guess I'll sneak out of this office. I'll bring. I'll grab the scroll if I can. I know it's on this very yeah, fancy can, holder. Is it too big off. or yeah? I'll it's big. Like it's it's it, it's hardy, so it's kind of like a wear it, you know, wear like a sword kind of uh, <laughs> kind of a scroll. But um, you know, much like most ornate scroll holders, you know, as you do, um, very easy to pop it out. It's like a toilet paper roll holder. You just okay. crank that shit oh, out. Yeah. And the arms still look dope. They just aren't great at holding things. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring the scroll along with me if I can, uh, just kind of sling it over my back. Yep. Uh, and I'd like to, um, stealthily make my way down to this, this shimmering liquid metal, um, and try to stay out of its line of sight. Cool. Um, so go ahead and roll a stealth check, please. Don't know why I bother, but you know, <laughs> uh, that rules. is a... Yes, a, th- a 31. It's like, never not funny. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, so uh, its attention is very clearly fixated on uh, Butthole and Reginald. Mm-hmm. So you're able to kind of slip out the the other side of the um, the office. And again, there's so many walkways and things. You're yeah, able to start like right. making your way along the wall. Um, and with, with your outfit, you know, you blend, like your cloak blends very handily uh, in, into these walls. And there's enough like shadows and crevices and things that it's, you're basically just moving from shadow to shadow um, and you get the sense that you are not detected. Okay. Um, do I see anything um, interesting about this meteorite from this angle? Give me a perception, please. That's a good roll too. Uh, that's a... 22. Well, it's no 31, but... You know. It's not, but you know what? We, we do what we, we do what, what I can get. Um, yeah, so you can tell, um, Quinny, that uh, the... the This sort of shimmering face that's formed, um, it seems to have drawn material away uh, from from the, the back. So the, the back looks a little bit more ragged and, and like ore, um, basically, you get the sense that it's not like the entire meteorite is this thing. It's more like this thing is in it or drawing from it in, in some way, shape, or form. But from Can looking I? at it, it's not like Ego in the Marvel Universe where it's like, I mean, in the comics where it's like his head is a planet. It's not that situation. It seems to be separate from the the rock in some way. Can I ask for some clarification from you because I have an idea here I, and also you know this is this is initiative order so I also understand if you want to come back to me later if I do, rule more well, investigation or something I'll let you know where, where it lands is this a creature that is like here in the room with us or is the metal being used as like a conduit that someone is speaking through that I would take as a as an action next round to okay. determine cool. uh, but it's a good line of inquiry and you should okay. follow it okay um, echo Butthole and Reginald seem to be handing each other a book. Giant faces staring very intently at them uh, with a look of malice. What do you do? Um, uh, it, I mean, is there any, is there anything like physically threatening coming from this thing? Nope. And yet we're in initiative. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um... I think Echo's just going to take this opportunity to pull out a little bit of that adamantine dust and cast stone skin on herself because what the fuck is going on? Have no idea what to expect here, but this is this is ominous to say the least. Uh, so that's it. So I think just for like a second Echo just like, there's kind of like a shimmer that kind of runs from like top of her head to like her toes and it's just, and then disappears. You don't see it, but it's there. Cool. It's stone skin. 
<laughs> Maybe she's bored with it. Maybe it's stone skin. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, amazing. So uh, yeah, your your skin hardens um, as you you kind of I think keep a watchful eye on on the giant face. Fuck, um, fuck, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, which brings us to uh, the giant face, um, which uh, glowers like it is a full like glowering at a, a scale you have not been glowered at before um, at this business of, of handing off uh, the book. Um, and um, she just says, and again, a booming voice uh, just, oh, really? You know the contents as well as I, brother. Here to gloat, are we? I've waited for this for some time. And the uh, the, the sort of liquid begins to, to sh- like, um, shimmer and almost pulse, kind of like if, if you've seen um, music pulsing kind of like through water, th- things mm. like spikes begin to form. Mm. Uh, and you can tell uh, it's charging up. Um, the, the spikes are kind of like they're they're still rounded, but they're they're getting uh, to to borrow a turn from Brandon Hackett hauntier uh, as they um, <laughs> okay. as, as they go. Um, <laughs> so that is her turn. Butthole, uh, you hand the book off to, to Reginald. Anything else you want to do? Yeah, he wants to talk to this head because he's trying to figure out what's going on. And he'll be like, hello, I'm not Archibald. He was my dad. And then me and my friends murdered him. So if you've got a problem with Archibald, we may have already solved it. If you didn't like him, I didn't like him either. Why don't we be friends? So I'm going to need a persuasion check from you. Then I'm going to use that point of inspiration I have. Yeah. From our vast, endless <laughs> bucket of inspiration. Oh. <laughs> Nat 20! Yay! Butthole makes friends! <laughs> I didn't know which direction that Nat was going. I was worried. Uh, take that, Tom! <laughs> Take this enemy stat block I've got here and just. Okay, <laughs> who wanted to see what the giant head could do anyway, right? Um, Don't worry. I, I see throw, what it can do. It can I make throw a, a rock friend. at it. Don't it's, worry, Tom. It's okay. It's gonna. It's gonna attack for us now. <laughs> you wait until we haul it up to a car. It's our new Castellan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make it the Castilian of this realm. Yeah. Great. Okay. So. Um, Take this, Grayson Typhus. You ready for an adamantine head, you ugly bitch? <laughs> hope you like riddles. <laughs> I hope you like riddles. <laughs> I don't know. My one weakness years as a CEO didn't train me how to answer yeah. anything other than how to increase my own profits. Here's ah, the, here's the best dust. way to torture a guy who can't die. Just riddles forever. <laughs> yeah. Riddle me this. It's, it, it's human. It's a human. No, no, I said, whittle me this. I want a little fish. <laughs> Honestly, uh, after Quiddy Quest, I don't trust the answer to any riddles anymore. You just uh, you never know. You never know. Very good. Hi, everybody. It's me, Bucky. They're letting me read an ad. Oh, I'm very excited. This one is for the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dice, you can join the $15 per month tier and name NPCs that appear in the series. You give me a bunch of new friends to say hello to, and I'm very excited about that. I always admired Mr. Butthole for being able to say, uh, hello, new friend, to anybody, and they immediately like him, and they all become his best friend, and that's all I really want, is to have new friends as well. It gets a little lonely here at the castle, uh, and, and you know, it would just be really nice if we get, uh, become friends. So if you, you got someone in mind, you know, someone from maybe one of your other campaigns, or your own OC or something like that, and you want to, you know, say hi to me, well, I, I really like that. So you, if you go over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b-d-u-m-b-d-i-c-e you can you can make it happen looking forward to meeting you bye fucking hell uh (laughs) the the face uh looks shocked kind of like i did um and uh, looks like with massive eyes, so everything is just slightly magnified. Um, uh, her eyes dart between you and Reginald and you and Reginald, and you can almost see the math. 
going on because uh, it's true. You both look relatively the same age. So it is a little iffy to assume that like if Archibald's your father and Archibald's there, but like that's clearly not dad age, but maybe it is. So there's a lot of that kind of uh, arithmetic uh, it's going the on. the woman doing the trigonometry, right? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, between you, uh, and you just hear in, in that booming voice, uh, oh, shitty shit, fuck, did I, oh, no, did I, okay, but, oh, hang on, though, oh, but maybe, oh, and there's, like, a lot of, like, lip biting as <laughs> as the trig meme happens, um, at which point Reginald slams, you know, like, takes hold of the book and is immediately uh, seized by, by his grim psychometry, um, which, unlike the name of that fucking rolling video game, uh, I have trained myself to say, so good for me. Uh, right. You got to roll for that to see how. Yes, I do. Go, right. All righty. That is a 25. And what does that get you? So grim psychometry uh, means I take a history check about dark objects. I'm touching uh, the info that I discover focuses on the darker aspects of the history and can convey images or history. I wasn't previously aware of on higher roles. Cool. Um, so. You see the Batman Arkham Asylum version of speed reading. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you get a glimpse of, I think the, the, the the grimmest thing that this, this book kind of can, can give you is uh, obviously it's uh, bound in bone, uh, which is not fucking ideal. Um, So, with the uh, with kind of your your grim psychometry, you see um, a uh, you smell ash, um, fresh uh, that, that kind of like thick fresh ash of uh, of sort of burnt wood, um, and uh, your vision blurs a bit as uh, flakes of paper kind of like flick past you on fire, uh, and uh, you find yourself um, standing uh, holding the book uh, in. Um, before a, a massive burning structure, and as as more and more paper flicks out towards you, you can tell that it's a library um, that's on fire. And um, before you, um, you see uh, a uh, clearly like a um, again, it's it's he's wearing kind of archaic gear, but clearly like a, probably like a captain um, of of a ka, um, who is. Uh, Dressed in the traditional regalia of of kind of soldier, he's got like the face paint and everything on, um, and he's well decorated. And again, like Reginald, for you, there's always a bit of weirdness in this because it doesn't. Everything is like slightly off from from how this works in your world, but you can see enough to recognize like this guy clearly has got some uh, got got some stank on him. Like he's got uh, <laughs> in like the butthole, like yay stank, not like boo stank way. Um, he's clearly <laughs> uh, a decorated captain. Um, and he's on uh, he's on his knees uh, on one knee and he's doing that like classic like warrior trying to get up thing. Uh, and you can see that he's uh, he's actually got a spear in his back uh, and it's an Aka spear. Uh, and there's a woman striding up, uh, striding up to him. Uh, and again, uh, established kind of like a, a bit of an Eartha Kit vibe uh, in terms of just those incredibly sharp features um, and the way she kind of carries herself Uh and um, she sort of like sweeps up and wearing like very much like from your experience, like the royal family of a car kind of um, like in my head, it's, it's just like fucking Warhammer Dark Elf shit where it's just like mm. everything is unnecessarily spiky and dramatic. There's like, you know, daggers on chains that clink as she walks. Um, she's got a train, but it's clearly also tipped with daggers. So like it's a gown, but it's a murder gown. Um, and uh, she kind of uh, approaches um, pulling a uh, an ornate dagger off of her belt, which she kind of flicks between her fingers. Uh, and uh, the man on on the ground um, just kind of like looks up at her with a mix. He's kind of like a Dave Batista type, um, looks up with like a mix of of like rage and confusion. There's no betrayal, just like straight up rage and confusion. Um, and he just gestures over his back uh, at uh, at the the burning building. And Ryan, forgive me, grim psychometry. Do you get words or do you just get visual? Uh, it can be uh, image. It says images or history, but I imagine there could be sound in that. It's very sure. much up to your discretion. Yeah, great. 
so he just kind of gestures back over his shoulder and and says, uh, "Is not the glory of Tempest great?" Um, and uh, she just like looks down at him with disgust uh, and says, uh, "Please, Tempest must strive for better." And then she slashes his throat. Um, and as as he he kind of like again just in confusion and kind of like disappointment that his his neck doesn't work that way um just kind of um stumbles forward kind of like grasping at the hem of her uh her gown um before just kind of like falling over in a heap um and she kind of like cranks the spear out of his back uh and you can see her eyes kind of light on the um uh the the, the sort of shiny white gore smeared bone um that her her like spear had pierced through of his shoulder blades um, and resheathing her her blade, she kind of like drops down and just kind of wrenches some the wound open a little bit, and then like taps with a knuckle on it, um, and a, a little like grin um, spreads across her features, um, and uh, you see her kind of yell to an attendant and say, uh, "I require these materials cleaned. I think I have a fitting project for him uh and you watch kind of over her shoulder as uh she shakes her head as the library continues to burn uh and a team of uh attendants show up with um like skinning blades and other weapons uh normally used in hunting uh to help get the materials for her book and that is what you get from your role and the book reginald's like <laughs> just just taken in a memory that feels like a home he does not wish to return to. However, it doesn't actually explain to him anything much about this book. So now he's got to try to flip through it and like table of contents, math out what's useful for trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. That's his new job, reading. <laughs> the ultimate test. Um, okay. Amazing. So we go up to the top of the round, uh, Quinny, you've seen that the, the face is now vexed and seemingly cussing itself out. Um, the spiky tendrils seem to have, have dissipated somewhat. Um, but you wanted to kind of figure out whether this is a, like whether the person is present or if it's kind of like a, what was originally pitched is how Zordon works before the movie decided that, no, he's actually just in the tube. He's just a guy uh, in there. Just a guy in there. Not not a long-range <laughs> communication at all. Just a just a bald man in a, in a big old sack. Just Brian um, Cranston. <laughs> yeah, just Brian Cranston. <laughs> Very true. Um, go ahead with uh, your investigation, please. Or, I mean, I would I would also take arguments. If you've got any anything else you'd like to pitch for as as the skill you'd use to determine this, I'd, I'd take that. Investigation makes sense to me if I'm just using the powers of my yeah. perception to deduce something. Um, so that'll be a 22. 22. Um, so you get the sense, again, that the stone itself isn't alive, um, that... Um, she seems to almost be a layer on top of, uh, of the stone, um, reaching out a bit with your, uh, arcane warlock senses. Uh, you don't get the sense that like, there's no portal magic at work here. So you're pretty sure she isn't the stone, but whatever essence she is, is, is here is, is present, um, in whatever this liquid metal situation is. Okay. Um, when she was uh, spiking up for something nasty, was that kind of pointing in all directions or was it looked like it was all going to go just, in one? Just okay. coming off that one side. Um, so then I won't, I won't take precautionary cover if this conversation goes poorly. I'm, I'll stay kind of out in the open and, and, and mobile. Yeah, this is, this is an odd poll, but like um, the sense you're very much getting is like if she was just like an eyeball floating there that you know the iris is there and can like look around but wherever the focus is is very much like those enemies from mario 64 right it's just like hmm. the iris is like her face is the threat and if the face okay. isn't looking at you you will also now that you're kind of investigating like you can tell looking at the the meteorite from the back that it looks just like the meteorite looked when you entered the room 
So it's not like she can see you out the back either. It's okay. very much she's traveling through the the kind of like pores of the thing and along the the surface of it, but she is not. And she she's all liquid adamantine metal, yep. as far as I can tell. That's all she's comprised of. Okay. I mean, that's what it looks like. Yeah, um, from what I can tell. Okay. I mean, I can I can like tape my sheet back together and tell you more, but that would be a different <laughs> role. Okay. Uh yeah, I'm going to let the conversation play out. I don't think I add anything to it, you know, of like, he, I, I, I killed Archibald. And I'm like, and I'm Quinny. Like, that's not important. I will just be quiet uh, and and see what happens. And the Quinny <laughs> is part of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, great. Okay, that makes sense to me. Um, Echo. Uh, well, similar circumstance, different place. <laughs> I mean, now that people are like talking and stuff, she's got questions. Um, so Echo just kind of looks up into the face, just kind of like moves like a little bit like closer. So she's more centered in the weird faces vision. Mm-hmm. And just says, excuse me, are you trapped in there? Um, and, uh, the face says, but if you carry the three, then that means you could be, th- but how old do you, what? And like, sort of like squints at you kind of like seeing you for the first time. Um, and just saying like, hello, tiny, terrifying girl. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm dealing with family for a moment uh, do do you mind I, I i'm fine i i don't need i'm where i must be but okay i just we help people sometimes i just wanted to make sure help people yeah tinglaria who helps people that seems impossible uh, and her eyes dart back to uh, Reginald and, and Butthole. And, and now like the, again just like very very confused oh to be clear i kill people too and like she kind of like looks back to you and and just kind of like gives you a nod <laughs> in kind of a, okay, I understand you that it's these fuckers I don't get. Um, and she says, okay, well, you're cool. You can stay, but you too. Ooh. I like her, her mouth ripples. Um, uh, which brings us to her. So I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Look at gotta, her gotta lean down and, and yeah. get her stat block back. Um... No, I'll just pull it up on why I can't find the piece of paper that has it. Uh, okay, so I'm going to roll. She has to roll a check on this, and I think it's going to be history. She's trying to understand Ooh. what the fuck is going on here. And that's a nat 20. Holy shit. She, um, she may have figured it out. <laughs> this conversation is very blessed. Hashtag blessed. Um, so she, she kind of squints, and then... Um, like if if metal could blush, uh, just kind of goes, oh tits, you're not, you're not, are you? You're not Archibald. You're no, of course, because it's been so long. It couldn't be Archibald, or were there more Arch? And like again with Nat twenty, I guess you just get all the fucking exposition. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, her her kind of like forehead metal creases a bit, and she says, no, but it was never just brother. It was brother than than nephew than the nephew than you who are you you are tingleria but not archibald but all of the children of archibald were archibald are you not archibalds no not this generation so I was born originally Bobbert, and then I changed my name to Butthole. And then I also had a brother who was named Reginald, who we murdered very violently. And then another portal opened up to a different dimension, and we got that Reginald, which is over here. He came from a hell world. (laughs) Reginald's reading a book, and he's like, yeah, that checks out. Um, And, uh... She it was like a, a little little quirk uh, of a of a smile, um, and she says, "So one of the Archibalds remembered Great Uncle Reggie. Well, that's surprisingly lovely, named for regicide, 
as you can imagine, uh, that's a real treat. Old great uncle Regicide. To uh, well, I'm glad it runs in the family because we're kind of here to do that again. <laughs> Is you're here for for Archibald? Oh no, we got him already. We're here for somebody who's replaced Archibald. His name's Grayson Typhus, and he seems like a real penis. Hmm. I don't care for that sound at all. Well. This is, I, I'm sorry. And like immediately, like the face kind of shrinks and does become a bit of a sweeter face. Although still like with a, a very imperious look, like still kind of looking at you like your insects, but like insects, it's not going to step on. Um, uh, and we can drop out of initiative order. Um, the, uh, the face uh, says, uh, you'll have to excuse me. My brain doesn't exactly work so well since the transmogrification, but it was vitally important to operations that generationally there was someone to oversee things. And, well, it things get a bit fucky when there's like a bunch of different generations of people who look very similar and have the same sorts of names who you deeply hate for their their the betrayals. Uh, but then you realize that they're not the same person. But then they betray you in new ways, in different ways, as the the Tinglaria way. Uh, although they dropped the they dropped the flourish on the end of it. I think you're, you're, you said your name is Tingler. Yeah, we don't have the Rhea anymore, so it's uh, just yeah, Taylor. They, they, it was hard to pronounce. I remember one of the Archibalds bitching about that when he was down here. It's, it's, no, no, it's I think it's a peasant class, name yeah. now. No, I, I like it. It's it's nice. It's somebody who's renamed himself. I'm thinking we could definitely rename the dynasty, so it's possible. We could go back to it. Well, um, honestly, when you exist as long as I have, you learn sometimes it's better to just let the past die. Otherwise... Well, you know, you end up as a giant floating head in a mine. Um, well, this is embarrassing. I apologize. It would seem that I was holding you two boys to account for uh, the sins of your father and his father and his father and then his father, my brother, uh, who admittedly we are. Our father was also kind of a dick. So it makes sense that it kind of was passed down from generation to generation. I'm just frankly shocked someone hated their Archibald enough to not name his sons. Archibald, that is truly astounding to me. That is a, that name has gone back for centuries. So wow. I don't know what your dad's dad did, but he must have been a real piece of shit. Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. And Butthole's just going to have like found a rock and then like <laughs> sat down to have this conversation. Like for, <laughs> for anybody else, other than the incredible scale difference between Giant Face and Butthole, it was just like two people sitting at a bar having a conversation. And he's just like, so... I mean, if you could just give us a rundown of what's going on, that'd be great. Because if there's one thing I like to do, it's punish uh, people who, who do terrible things to their family uh, and help people out who've been fucked over by tinglers. I mean, those are pretty good things. Uh, I'm sad it's come to this, but uh, that's... That's not bad. So it's it's you two, and what's what's with what's with the little oh. little spooky spooky oh, yeah. girl so, in the chair? So I'm Butthole. That's Reginald, uh, and this is Echo, mm-hmm. uh, Neverwinter's youngest serial murderer, uh, who also helps out sometimes when we go on adventures. Okay. I have a lot of different names. Well, I mean, as someone named Blood Worthington, I can understand wanting some some other monikers. I. I I, I, I tried to go by Suzanne for a bit, but it just never fit. Blood Worthington is truly the only name fitting for me. Okay, well, so I we mean, should call I'm you- just named Echo, but the other people inside me have different names. I should have clarified. Ah, you I understand why you fit in so well with <laughs> the blood of Tingleria. Um, all right, so just the, the three of you, your, your strange dog uh, and... Uh, Oh, yeah, that's Doc Huckleberry. He's he's here. He normally has robot arms, and he's super impressive, but we've had a rough time with some of the murder gerbils. Uh, and then murder we've got gerbils? a... Uh, yeah, they come out, and then they try to eat you. They they may or may not have black goo in them, just like the, oh. just like the, the dwarves. Oh, you mean the murbles. Oh. And he looks over and points at Reginald, and Bottle's just like, oh, it's <laughs> happening. <laughs> Reginald's like, I knew it. I knew it. It all checks out. Excellent. Excellent. He's still reading furiously, trying to put this all together for himself. Because the and, more and, he knows, and, the less wrong like, he can say. Yeah, she's like, uh, you know, the, the miners used to control the murbles with flutes, but uh, it's a lost art. Uh, has not been seen around these parts in, in some time. Yeah, maybe I'll have to take up the flute again once we get out of here. Um, says okay, so uh, that that's nice. That's that's a nice a nice party. Everyone involved. Okay, 
So, oh no, wait. There's there's one other guy. He's probably sneaking around. He's Quinny. He's little, uh, and he's pretty cool. And he also expert murderer. Spent some time in hell, killing for a demon. Okay. Um, <laughs> and like immediately, the liquid face just like shoots through the back of the uh, meteorite. Um, Quinny, you, you're not trying to hide, or are you still still hiding? I was trying to be sneaky. Still. Okay. Let's see. Uh, so it's like just like you know, thum like face comes out like a bad early 3D movie, um, and then like slides and slides and slides and slides, and then eventually it comes back around, just kind of like nodding, which is just sliding up and down uncomfortably <laughs> on the yeah. uh, the meteorite. Um, and uh, she says, "Not bad, not bad. Your friend is very sneaky. I I really I really thought I I could get him that he'd be right behind me or something, but he's he's good. We could have used him during the incursions." But we had plenty of sneaky folk back then. Uh, anyway, good good job wherever you are. Quinny um, yells down one of the various tunnels that are like pockmarking the mine. Like, thanks. Just like comes out another tunnel. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> this guy, this guy seems to get it. That is that is amusing. <laughs> I have been truly strapped for entertainment down here. Really, it's the small things these days for me. These centuries for me, if I'm being honest. Uh, Bobbert, uh, that is a name unfamiliar to me, but Bobbert, you, you would like to know what is what what has happened here. Yeah, that'd be great. And like, what's going on with you and how we can help you to right the wrongs of what are apparently a long lineage of terrible Archibalds? Yeah, okie dokie. Uh, so... <laughs> First, Okey I suppose you, you'd like to know about the mine. Um, you obviously have traversed some of it. You've encountered the Merbles. Uh, pray tell, did you in- encounter any any of the miners, any of the, the good work company folk? Yeah, yeah. we had like a room full of, of dwarves that seemed to be full of black goo that tried to murder us, and oh. then we murdered in turn. Yeah. Well, for what it's worth, they were already very dead if, if they were full of... of the substance. Uh, then they uh, they are they're clearly uh, done done for. But that makes sense. The mine has been closed for for quite quite some time. Um, and she kind of like again narrows her eyes and says, "I suspect probably the death blow was your father, your Archibald." Um, but it it matters little. The objectives of the mine were lost over the centuries anyway. Uh, we came here, uh, you know, for blood and conquest, as you do. Um, but, uh, but you see, I do. Do you know of of the cult of a car? I see that uh, Regicide there is reading, reading, trying to read my expertly penned book. Um, and she does that like weird shitty, like trying to read over her shoulder thing, but she can't get over her shoulder because she's just a face stuck on stone. So it's just kind of like scooches up the side a little bit and and then back down. Yeah, no, we don't actually know that. Like, I know, like, Tempest, good. Akka, good. God of War, murder, murder, etc. But uh, nobody's really got into the details, which may be, you know, it's a flaw in the younger generations. They tend to be a little less religious. Oh, yeah. No, I understand. This was this was the doing of the, the, the lineage of Archibalds, uh, mm. turning turning things to... The darker sides of of Tempest. So you, you sorry, you say Akar good and Tempest good. Yeah, I mean, it generally speaking, glares a little bit at you in a way that like follow along, where everybody gets murdered, and then we're going to take over the world. Like the teachings were like follow, follow, uh, oh, kill, kill. No, That's probably no. a better summation than things oh, good. Oh, gods! Um, and she like legitimately looks crestfallen, and it's like honestly, like it it kind of guts you a little bit. It is. Just a, a like a, a look passes over her features of just utter devastation, um, and uh, the face kind of rolls skyward, um, and uh, she just says, "Sweet Aka, I, I have failed you worse than I thought. Please, you must not forgive, but perhaps understand our failures. We tried, Sweet Aka, we tried." Uh, and then her face kind of slithers back down, um, and she's composed herself, but also like 
you know, when you're stuck in a meteorite for centuries, you kind of get over the social awkwardness of things. It just kind of lets it lets it out. Um, and she says, so uh, the, the nation of Akar, you've said, it stands for following orders and bloodletting and, and war. Yeah, yeah, and, and raising an army of undead to take over the planet. Gods, how far we've fallen. Uh, and uh, she just kind of nods and says, well, all right then. Uh, first, you should know that we we came to this mine with with noble intent. Um, my intent as the architect of the cult of a car was to change things um, for the better, if you can believe it. I can. That's what I want to do. Reginald does not believe it as he flips through this book made of bone, but yeah. he doesn't <laughs> say anything. He's a smart man. Well, bully, bully for you. Um, I wish you the best. Uh, we came down here in order to mine the... We, we, we'd heard about the large adamantine uh, purpose through um, some, how to put this, capture, torture, and murder of uh, some uh, good company, or good works company folk. Um, very useful, honestly. You need to know where something is. You just go go up the corporate chain. You can usually find someone who's willing to talk under enough pressure. In any case, we needed a tremendous amount of adamantine for my machinations to come to fruition. Uh, so we came down here to find that the miners were still very active. Uh, so those that stood against us, we, you know, put down with great abandon. Uh, we found some allies. Uh, oh, did you find Gulper anywhere around? Oh, yeah. He he died. So we uh, smashed yeah. him as well. Echo kind of raises her arms as she's oh, wearing Gulper's all clothes. His clothes. And <laughs> suddenly it's like the light goes off and she's like, that's where I know you from. <laughs> ah, so you're wearing a dead man's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Honestly, like, I don't quite understand you, but also I think I really understand you. This is this is okay. You're 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 good people. I think. Like, okay. My my kind of good people. Okay. So okay. So Gulper's dead. That's probably for the best. He he was a bit of a dingus. Uh, did did you see uh, what what he did <laughs> to? Uh, uh, to Craven Morks. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, it seemed very unpleasant for Craven Morks. But, I can't uh, believe he hung him outside the office like that. I mean, like that's a that's a weird way to, to enter an office. We really didn't approve that. Uh, he just kind of did it, uh, which is why we slipped poison into his beverage. <laughs> He's, you know, for for a betrayer, he really should have been checking his <laughs> checking his food. Uh, what a twit. <laughs> Anyway, okay, well, um, yes, the, the workers were, were uh, quite busy uh, doing their jobs, but we seized control of the mine uh, and the remaining workers we, we put to work, but not before we, we learned uh, from Mr. Morks of the concept of unions. Have you heard of unions? Oh, yeah. Big fan. Big fan of unions trying to spread those around. Heard good things. Big smile across her face. Uh, she says, wonderful. They were an unknown concept to us. We we had come to uh, build ourselves uh, uh, better weapons, better tools. Uh, in the early phases of, of the cult, I assumed we would uh, only be able to spread our word on the edge of a blade. But when we heard about unions, I saw there was a better way, a better way uh, to to celebrate a car and to bring his great hopes to fruition. Uh, you see, Tempest had many lovers, many companions, many allies, but of those, a car was, was truly his greatest and his most beloved. Uh, a car was a uh, a fellow warrior, one known for the the strength of his arm and the the uproarious deep laughter he could evoke. Uh, a man who who evoked tremendous camaraderie, friendship, joyfulness, even in the heat of battle. And he and Tempest shared a, a connection and a love that the rest of Tempest's lesser conquests couldn't possibly hold a candle to. More importantly, Aka kept Tempest in check. He provided a, a new way of thinking about the value of war, not as something all-consuming or endless, but as the means to an end, something that must end. With a card, there was a hope that Tempest might 
truly be a force for good rather than the, shall we say, chaotic to lawful neutral he might be if you really <laughs> want to dig into it, you know? Uh, just a, a force that that uh, is and, and, and evokes war and conquest. And it was the marriage of this understanding of, of a car and unions that led to the cult that I formed in his name. For you see, when Akar was slain in a tremendous battle of the gods, Tempest was was deeply wounded uh, in a way that no amount of, of medicine or remedy could. He was wounded deep within his very being. And to cover that, he leaned into his more bombastic instincts. And thus, the god of war, as you probably know him, as it sounds like your nation follows, was born. All restraint was gone. All hope of perhaps bringing an end to war, of laying down arms, was lost. And so, that's what I sought to bring about, was a return to Aka and his ways and his desires. At first, I thought we'd have to kill everyone who disagreed with us, as is our way. But upon hearing the unions, I thought of something better. You see, we'd been looking for means to summon the god of war. Is this familiar to you? I suspect this is probably a long-standing Archibald thing. Oh, yeah. They were really into the idea of bringing about an avatar of a god or something. Uh, yeah, and, that's the yeah, stuff. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just bring him down. Oh, we'll lead him into battle. He'll be our god. Yeah, stab, stab. Ah, blood. Yes, very good. Yes, this has been the, the purpose of our Tinglerian bloodline for, for generations, stretching way the fuck back. Um. We're getting pretty close, too, uh, and I was a little concerned about this, if I can be honest, uh, for when I learned of, of the nature of a car, it didn't seem like having an avatar of the god of war on a battlefield would really lead to war stopping, instead just kind of constant global consuming war constantly forever, which kind of blows, you know? So... I decided to turn our direction somewhat. Uh, the cult of Aka is about summoning the god of war, but using the power of unions and the power of, of friendship, frankly, spreading him out amongst a dedicated honor guard, a union, if you will, who could each contain a little piece of the avatar of the god of war, and thus prevent him from having the effect he had on my world and seemingly has on yours. I plan to take Archibald's work, summon Tempest into 6,666 suits of armor, each of which could contain part of the essence of the god. That way, this honor guard could, in times of great need, rise, do what must be done, but then, following the edicts of a car, temper it, rein it back in, and by sharing the load amongst them, prevent anyone from succumbing to the dark influences of war. This pissed off Archibald quite a bit, though, as you can imagine. He really wanted that Avatar thing. I think secretly he just kind of wanted a hug and a high five from Tempest to be like, <laughs> thanks, dude, you did it. We're best buds now. Uh, but I kind of feel like Tempest would have just gutted him and worn him like a coat. So I kind of thought I was helping everyone, you see. Uh, so we began to develop these suits of armor that could contain an avatar of a god spread out amongst them uh, across this honor guard. Uh, however, we discovered this would be the work of generations. And so I made a supreme sacrifice and uh, transferred my essence to the substance. Uh we used a tremendous amount of binding rituals to merge me with the odd alien substance that seemed to permeate the stone, uh, thus allowing me to oversee the mine over a course of generations. Here's the thing no one tells you about merging your consciousness with a mysterious alien substance, though. Uh, turns out you can only really stab things within maybe two meters of you. Uh, you're not really that impressive anymore because you're stuck in a giant stone in the middle of a room. And so if people decide... Instead of, say, I don't know, finishing the work of generations, summoning a god into a bunch of different people who could all bear the load together and thus preventing an endless cycle of war, that instead they're going to just go do something else. And it sounds like your Archibald did that. He summoned, did he succeed in summoning an avatar? 
Oh, no, no, no. He tried. He wanted to do that. As far as I can tell, with me just putting the avatar in me, and I was like, no thanks, Dad, and then I fucked right off. Yeah, that's good. That's good. They they talked about that for a long time. They lacked any form of technology that did it. So I don't know who brought them that, but they could That, I think, was Grace and Typhus, the penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Quinny, uh, from your understanding, it was most assuredly Emily, not Grace and Typhus. But uh, do you choose to interject with that, or are you just going to let that slide? I'm not going to get into this. Yeah, I, I can I can give my spin to, to butthole later. I can give my take on it, but... Again, right now, I do not want to interrupt a conversation that is going well between butthole and sentient metal. So mm-hmm. Fair enough. I'm fine with this. <laughs> uh, so Blood Worthington's like, well, fuck that guy then. Uh, that oh, guy does sound like a oh, real wow. penis. I, I need more relatives like you because you mm-hmm. seem pretty great. So, uh, so should we make more armor after we take back a card? Like this plan sounds pretty good that you got going on. Well, I mean, if he's failed to to summon the Avatar of the God of War, I mean, you said you killed him, right? Oh, yeah, he's okay, dead. Okay, so you two are presumably the heirs to the bloodline of Tingleria. Yeah, pretty much. Right, and you don't seem interested at all in summoning Tempest to wage unending war on, on the world. Oh, no, that's not my vibe at all. What about you, Reginald? I don't want to get gutted and worn like a cape, a cape coat. I feel like I'd I mean, be a one cape. of the two. It depends how large you are. I mean, you would make probably a good cape or a coat, quite frankly. And I mean, oh well, thank you. you know, I, honestly, you've got the build for a book. If you ever oh. really piss someone off, like you could, you could be like uh, Drathar, uh, whose uh, bones are are currently in your hands. There. Um, oh man, if this, if I had a dollar for every time somebody said I'd make a good book made out of bones, I would have like ten dollars, which like isn't very much, but also is a lot. Wait, $10 isn't very much. How much has inflation? You know what? This is fine. I don't need to care. I'm made of sentient metal now. All right. So um, it would seem to me that you you could attempt to make the armor suits. But as you can see, the mine has been abandoned. The goal was abandoned. And frankly, I don't know that there's any sense in it. If you're not hell-bent on summoning a god. I was contending with Archibald and my other siblings, all of whom were like really fucking horny to summon a god. Mm. So if you're not dealing with that. (laughs) No. Good. Um, the best you could do, though, and honestly, if you're looking to to bring some balance to Tempest, is to to put a car on the correct path. Uh, it sounds like the nation is really just a, a a weird, shitty Tempest nation right now, rather than extolling the virtues of, of Tempest's great forgotten love. Uh, it would seem to me that if, if you can bring the values of a car back into the world, that would hopefully balance out Tempest a little bit. I mean, I don't fully understand all the religion shit. That was more the priest's job, but like maybe that, maybe just reminding a car of its actual foundational values. It's all in the book. It's really good. Uh, I got, I got a little carried away in the middle. There's some tangents that, you know, maybe could have been edited out, but you know, they always say you're your harshest critic and uh, well, I couldn't really get any flap reviews or anything because my family was trying to kill me and all, but uh, uh, you know, you, you can figure it out. That's, that's, that's for you to say. Uh, honestly, I've just been keeping myself together so that I can bitch slap Archibald when he comes down here. Uh, but if he's dead, I guess I don't really need to worry about that anymore, uh, which is kind of great. So thank you for that. Um, no problem. Uh, can we do anything for you? Oh, um, yes, there is, there is one, uh, one thing. Although, uh, do you have all the information you need? You think you, you you've got a handle on it? Like, built the armor, put the god in it. Everyone would share the the burden. Um, unions are great. A ca- the cult of a cause is, is based on unions. It's based, unions. On, it's based on unions, and it's about love. And it was it was a like friendship. Temp- yes, yes. Tempest's coolest boyfriend, and yep. he was like, maybe we should do war when it's righteous, mm-hmm, and not mm-hmm. the rest of the time. So it was like That's a healthy. One. A healthy balance to righteous conflict, which speaks to me at a pretty core level. Uh, you mentioned though. The substance, substance. which the black goo. Yeah, you said it in that spooky way (laughs) that implies that it's very important. (laughs) Uh, What is the substance? Where does it come from? And can you tell me everything about the substance? Oh, um, I mean, I can tell you what I know. Uh, It came from space within this meteorite. uh, And that's all we really knew about it. Uh, It had a really spooky voice. That's why I say it that way. Um, It was (laughs) a real problem when we, 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 we found it. Uh, the miners, uh, they would have been right fucked. I mean, I know we killed a lot of them when we took this place over, but I really think they all would have died. They were literally just so, oh man, that company is 
pure evil. Uh, and I know from evil. So just like really watch out for those guys because those miners were, they thought the introduction of drinking water was like the greatest thing that had ever happened to them. Ooh. Not great. Uh, so no, uh, the substance would have, would have really wrecked their shit, I think. Um, when we breached uh, deeply into the stone, uh, the substance was unleashed. Uh, many of our great warriors fell uh, battling it uh, before uh, we, we came to uh, somewhat of an accord. Uh, we did. Uh, it would be passed down from Archibald to Archibald, uh, hold a high place of esteem, and if ever called upon for its power, uh, it would get to just consume Archibald and kind of become him and uh, begin a reign of terror uh, upon the world. But uh, unfortunately, it <laughs> couldn't get out of the rock on its own, which is pretty fucking funny if you think about it. So um, that was the deal. Uh, it gets to go along for the ride until such time as as uh, an Archibald is, uh, is, is, you know, calls upon it in a time of great need. If your Archibalds were anything like my Archibalds, they probably, like, killed the one above them for a while so it probably was never summoned uh did you you said you saw the black goo though right yeah from what i can remember echo correct me if i'm wrong but he was going to die and then summoned the black goo and then you guys stomped the black goo and then it was dead oh you killed it did we kill it it was so long ago Quinny is sick of this now. He climbs up from over a rock. He's leaning on. He's like, yes, we killed it. Oh. And, also, um, I wasn't there. That was Juniper. And yeah, I just didn't know if you guys talk. Anyways. He kind of nods sadly and says, oh, that's uh, that. That's a bit of a bummer, actually. Uh, um, you see, uh, it was a little bit like a, a lobotomy, uh, what Archibald did, carving the, the most conscious control part of the mind off. Uh, it meant that what remained has been rather unstable and slowly dripping out into the mines. It's the the the, the merbles and the the miners that you've encountered that are are full of the substance. Uh, you can think of it almost as a creature that has has lost its sentient mind and is just left with instinct, instinct. remnants, mur uh, murderous yeah. intent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the reason I'm a little bummed about all this is uh, restoring the sentient mind piece was really the only thing that that could have, uh, well, prevented it from doing what I think it's going to do. Um, you you all seem really nice, and I appreciate that you're trying to bring uh, a car uh, back to its glory. Um, hey, as I said, hey, I've been holding on as long as I can, and. Uh, but we'll get two meters away. Might please. be your problem <laughs> now. Sorry. At which point, uh, her face explodes um, with a a rumble. Like literally, it's like the the it, the the goo shoots kind of through the center of of her face as it kind of splashes away, um, and the silvery black tar of uh, the remaining substance within the rock, as well as the skittering sounds of, of merbles and miners falling and stumbling as the goo tears out of their bodies, kind of rolling uh, into this room. Uh, as the, the remainder of the goo in the stone uh, shoots into Reginald's eyes, mouth, nose, and ears, uh, and finally finds an Archibald-ish thing to call home. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B.
D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dom Doms and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Alan, Flynn 1138, Alorraine Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers. Schrodinger's Pepper. Guy Edwards. Flea Unit. Madre de Gatos. Lady Maiden. Melissa Rain. Mithrian. Garbo Ape. Locke. Sam Schaefer. And Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It begins, as terrible things often do, with a knife. People of Herta, chosen children of the knife, a lost soul has come to us. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. You came to St. Kilda to escape your past, but the past isn't so easy to outrun. You always say you're changing, but underneath you're just the same. She was a child, Lockie. You liar! Did you really believe this community would accept you? I think you're meant to be here. A little bird told me that you're a liar. All of this, it comes with a cost, Lockie. Did you really believe you could find redemption. The time for excuses is over. The Secret of St. Kilda. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to season one now, and remember, there is no change without sacrifice. <laughs>